Hello and welcome to this episode. This is Confessions of a Personal Trainer. I'm Chloe, a personal trainer, and my aim is to educate, inspire, motivate you, and hopefully challenge the thoughts that might be stopping you from reaching a goal. So it is Monday, and I'm very grateful actually today that I am one of these people who doesn't seem to get too hungover or at least I can recover quickly from a hangover. So I was slightly hungover when I woke up yesterday and my own fault, self-inflicted. Actually, it was inflicted by other people as well. I was, at one point, there was a bit of peer pressure and I'm easily persuaded when it comes to tequila. So I did drink more than I probably should have, but I had a great time. And yesterday I was a little bit hungover. It's always worse in the morning though. When I first woke up, I did think, oh, I'm not gonna survive the day. And then I did. I seemed to recover quite quickly. So very grateful for that. And I was going to record this episode yesterday, actually. I did think it'd be quite good because today I'm going to talk about alcohol and alcohol in, in fat loss, alcohol for um, goals, performance, or how much of um, a hindrance, shall we say, or how much can alcohol affect our progress? So the plan was to do it yesterday and I ended up sleeping for most of the afternoon uh, so I think I needed that more than recording. So here we go today. So today I'm going to talk about the effects of alcohol and why it might slow down weight loss and also talking about priorities when it comes to Christmas parties and just this time of year having lots more social events and occasions and of course lots of mindset stuff. So first of all can alcohol slow down weight loss efforts and in a brief summary, yes, it can. Drinking alcohol can make it harder to lose weight, but there are lots of factors for this. And that's what we're going to go into today. So just for reasons why it might be harder to lose weight because of alcohol is that alcohol is high in calories. So a lot of people don't take into consideration the amount of alcohol, no, the amount of calories that they would consume through alcohol. And it's not even just the alcoholic drink. So a lot of drinks are made with mixers or cocktails. Cocktails are very sugary and high in calories. Um, But these calories that alcohol does contain don't really have any nutritional value. So you might have heard the phrase empty calories. It's not necessarily empty calories because calories are calories. So if you consume 400 calories worth of alcohol, then you have consumed 400 calories. It's not so much that it's an empty calorie but the phrase is more in terms of it's not really providing your body with anything. So if you have a look at where other calories come from, so protein, carbs, fat, they are providing your body with something. So the term empty calories would be that you're not really getting anything from these calories other than a potential hangover (laughs) the next day. But when you're consuming these calories, there isn't any nutritional value that's going into your body. Also, people will typically consume alcoholic drinks as an extra. So let's say if you drank a thousand calories of alcohol, you probably will have eaten something that day or hopefully you've not gone out drinking a thousand calories of alcohol without having anything to eat. But most people would consume alcoholic drinks as an, an extra. So it's an addition into on their daily intake. And there's a study that was 
conducted in the UK and it found that on average, on an average day of drinking, on average evening of drinking, the calories from alcoholic drinks made up 19% of total daily intake for women and 27% for men. So even if, let's say, a woman ate 2,000 calories or whatever her goal was for that day and then she went out drinking, she might have consumed up to an extra 19% on top of that food intake. So because of the alcohol, the daily total daily intake was 19% higher. And that is just for the day of the drinking itself. What usually happens is that the next day, people are more likely to overeat or opt for less healthy foods, which I'm going to come on to a little bit later. Alcohol might also interfere with the metabolism. However, more research is needed on this and everyone's metabolism is different anyway. And finally, more alcohol might reduce an individual's interest in exercise. So all of these points alone could lead to a potential stall in fat loss or even weight gain. But if you combine all of these, it does explain why alcohol can hinder progress. So I'm not suggesting that you need to quit drinking unless you do want to quit drinking, of course. I've considered it actually in the past. I did think, do I enjoy drinking? Do I want to drink? And the answer is yes. So it's interesting because when I was maybe 18, 19, 20 and at a time in my life when I was very, very unhealthy and I was excessively binge drinking. So this might have been definitely two days a week, but sometimes three, where it would have been every weekend, Friday, Saturday. Sometimes it would start on a Thursday. So it'd be Thursday, Friday and Saturday. And my relationship with food was bad because of the alcohol. Well, actually, I don't know if it would. I can't blame the alcohol. They probably all combined in some way. And it wasn't necessarily the alcohol that was causing the food, but it was, they're all linked. And since then, I have often had to tell myself that I'm not an all or nothing person. Like just because I have been in the past doesn't mean I still am this all or nothing person where I either have to get really, really drunk and be sent home or I I can't just enjoy a social drink, but I can. So I think this is where mindset comes into it. So a lot of the time, and this is sometimes where people's diet mentality can be a bit of an issue as well. So if people think they can only diet if they are super strict, but then what happens if you're in a position where you can't be strict? So you can't be strict if you are having a spontaneous night out, you can't be strict because it just, it doesn't work. You end up then having to go from one extreme to the other. And this is why people are always in this cycle. But where was I going with this? So I found a study for 200 people and this was to monitor their recovery along with their food and their alcohol intake and overall lifestyle behavior. So their recovery was measured on the basis of their sleep and their heart rate and the heart rate variability was used to measure the balance between stress and recovery. Their eating behavior was measured using four different questionnaires and their diet quality and alcohol consumption was also measured by questionnaire. And the aim was to explore the association between the recovery, the diet quality, alcohol consumption, and then different aspects of eating behavior, such as eating according to hunger and satiety. So this is very interesting because I know that on the days when I've been drinking, I don't have any kind of hunger cues or satiety cues at all. I will just feel hungry all day and I won't know if I am full or sometimes I just convince myself I need more food so I thought this was quite interesting and according to the study higher sleep time which is linked to better recovery anyway was also associated with 
a better quality diet and lower alcohol consumption. When it was reported that there was lower alcohol consumption, participants also reported better overall quality of diet, higher fibre intake, stronger dietary self-control compared to the participants who reported poor recovery. So those who had poor recovery, in other words, not good sleep, reported to be more stressed, had less dietary self-control and likely that they consumed more alcohol. What this study won't show though is the cause and effect. So it's not actually clear if better recovery leads to a healthier diet and therefore less alcohol consumption or if a healthy diet and less alcohol consumption supports better recovery. But it is likely that with alcohol added in, the chances of getting good recovery and eating a healthy diet isn't that high. So what we can take from this is that when alcohol is consumed, it is going to affect our sleep, it is going to affect our decision making, possibly our food choices and our willpower, but also our ability to recognise if we are full or if we are hungry. And this makes a lot of sense because I often feel so hungry after drinking and I always need food before I go to bed and I will always end up eating more than usual on the following day. And if you think about it, the food choices that we would tend to go for after drinking, so on a day of having a hangover, how many people do you know that would choose vegetables? I did actually have a salad with one of my meals yesterday and I was super impressed, but I don't usually go for that. I just had salad that needed using and typically I want pizza, chips, biscuits, something that is quick and easy and sugary and just something that I don't even have to think about cooking or preparing. I just something that usually will make me feel better or make me think that I will feel better. So yesterday I just allowed all of that food. So yeah, I did have my salad with one of my meals, but the rest of the day was cakes and biscuits and sweets. And I don't do this often, but I did recognize the difference between yesterday's hangover day and a normal day for me. So yesterday I drank far less water than I usually would. I would also have been dehydrated from Saturday night and I ate far less protein yesterday than I normally would. So I was very dehydrated and I wasn't giving my body any satiety. So it was all very low nutritional value foods, which meant I was just feeling more and more hungry and I probably just wasn't giving my body what it needed. So I was just consuming foods that I thought would make me feel better. And not that's a bad thing because like I said, I don't do this very often and it's not that that was an issue because like I always say, my favorite saying at the moment is it is how we respond to something that is more important than the thing itself. So whether it is a setback or a slip up or a mistake that you've made, how you respond is always better than the issue or mistake or slip up that you've made. I can guarantee that anybody who drinks has said at some point in their life, I am never drinking again. And yet they've gone on to drink again. And it's the same with overeating. People will say, oh, I ate so much over the weekend or I'm never going to eat that much again. And people will. So slipping up or setbacks are always inevitable. Something that is going to throw you off course will always happen. And it is how you respond to it. So I guess why I'm saying this is just to show you that at some point, everybody will go off track. So something that I think a lot of people need to bear in mind and need to remember that we can't always be striving and progressing and improving. So sometimes we are simply drifting or floating and that's fine. We don't always need our foot on the gas working at 100% or working at our absolute maximum and improving each week, especially at this time of year. So with Christmas parties and celebrations coming up, 
Sometimes we just need to accept that you can't do everything. And this doesn't mean that you need to give up on the goal and wait until next year. It just means that you need to be realistic of what you can do. So that might look different at different parts of the year. And sometimes it could be helpful to have a a planning session or prioritizing. So having a rough idea of what it is that you can do or what it is you can't do. So if your usual week looks like no alcohol, no meals out, five training sessions and you get your daily steps. And then in December, you've got two nights out per week. So two Christmas parties or celebrations planned. And you might have to say to yourself, okay, I'm going to drink on one of those nights. And then on the other night, I'll drive. I'll get my protein in early on the days that I'm out for meals. So I know I can still hit majority of my protein intake. I would definitely get three gym sessions in and then if I get a fourth then that's a bonus and I can still get my daily steps. So that week might look different to your usual week but it is still a great week. So remember that even if you're moving slower but you're moving forwards you're still going in the right direction and direction is more important than speed. So another thing, one last thing, recognize the progress so if you are usually the type of person who gets to this time of year and think there's too much going on I need to just give up right now put this on pause and I will start again in January and maybe right now you're creating a plan of how to schedule and prioritize for the rest of the year so that you still can keep working towards your goal this is good progress or maybe it's the opposite for you and maybe you burn yourself out by trying to get all your workouts in trying to still count all the calories and do all your steps and say no to plans to go out at Christmas and maybe this year you feel a little bit more in control of all the areas of life and fitness and goals that's another sign of progress so progress does show up in so many different ways and it is personal to you so recognizing the progress that you make is very important if you need help with anything I've mentioned on this episode then drop me a message and please feel free to share with a friend who might find this useful I'd also love it if you share it on Instagram. If you do, please tag me. It's at underscore Chloe Longstaff. And I love hearing your feedback. So if you do want to get in touch, then please reach out.